Well, uh, we continue inspiring entrepreneurs uh, with uh, this uh, particular um, gentleman, Guguletu G. Klaba of Amandla Omnato. This evening, we're going to be talking about how you can establish your own private school venture. I know education is very important and key, and uh, we have seen that there's been quite a huge demand and not so many uh, available spaces in the basic education system. So, yes, more private schools might be needed, uh, affordable ones. Let me just add for those who are considering this venture because yeah things are quite financially tough but we do want our children to have the best of education so let's welcome our a-team guest Google to Jitlaba who's an entrepreneurial and enterprise development mentor for supporting this initiative we thank you um, Google for joining us thank you so much Mantuli and the, the, the listeners of SAFM good evening so is it that easy to start up a private school? Because if it was, I mean, why are we not going into this business? Yeah, <laughs> thank you. I think this is um, a very important uh, part of uh, our entrepreneurial uh, activity this year, Manduli, first, first of all, to start off. Um, the, you must remember that, as you've rightfully pointed out, that there, there is a huge gap in South Africa when it comes to you know, issues educational. Um, and government spends quite a lot of money on education. I think it's about 16% of our GDP, of our actually um, uh, budget, which is about uh, 6% almost of our GDP. Uh, and, and there's uh, a, a pri- public schools and private schools. If you look at uh, our public schools, and even by the results that we have, in South Africa, um, especially for the matriculants, which is the ultimate uh, from grade not up to when you finish matric, uh, you can see that uh, the performance uh, in public school is not really as good. And there's so much challenges that I believe our government is trying to sort of like up the ante to to be able to solve those problems. But then that gives really a, a, an opportunity for uh, private schools uh, to to plug in and people, private individuals, to start private schools. There's such a very big uh, opportunity and the gap for anybody who wants to start the private schools. So there's an opportunity and there's a huge gap, um, yeah. but is it a business that uh, is uh, requiring a lot of initial outlay in terms of capital? Because I assume it is. You know, when I was doing this research and engaging people who have uh, in South Africa, uh, there, there, there is obviously that element where the perception is you have to outlay a lot of capital in starting private schools. But that's, that, that turns out not to be the case. Because like you were uh, talking about, uh, you know, uh, affordable private schools, that is what we need to start. Um, and it turns out that you can start your own private school, you know, uh, at home, you know, uh, you can start your own private school in a garage, if you if you will. Um, you can, as long as you you show firstly that what is going to be that uniqueness that you are bringing to the schooling environment and the system that we know is under so much challenges at the moment, uh, particularly the issues of discipline, the issues of um, uh, being able to take care of uh, 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 you know pupils in a way that it will give them an urge in life and how you are going to 
sort of like deliver the curriculum because it's the same for both private and public schools. So from really that elementary point of view of someone who's sitting out there and saying, yo, this thing can be so difficult, it turns out it's not as difficult. Obviously, as you move up uh, the ladder, going to your most uh, expensive private schools that are known in South Africa, that's, then you really start talking serious uh, capital outlay that you need to sort of like flesh out and, and start that, those private schools. All right. I, I heard you saying that you can sta- start from your garage or from your home. Okay. At, at, as a parent, Kuku, as much as I think <laughs> it's good for us to venture into business, as a parent, I yes. wouldn't take my child to a garage school no matter how good the curriculum was, because space is an issue. Children don't just learn academically, but they also learn through play and touch and, you know, sensory stuff. So where will they do extramural activities? So I, I don't know. Maybe there is, there's a science behind you saying that they can start from a garage, but Njeka, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take my children because I want schooling to be holistic. Yes, yes. We, we, I'm sure as we are discussing, we definitely are going to get there. Uh, the, reason, the reason why I'm saying that is because um, we, we've been having these discussions, trying to encourage people to start their own private schools. Uh, if, you, if, if, you, if I'm talking the garage example, for instance, I'm talking from the point of view of, uh, you know, your crash, crash, where you are starting, because that's part of, you know, starting your own school and in, this, in the entire schooling system. But, but when it comes to real starting your own private uh, school uh, at a level that I think you are now talking to, it is, um, it is a, 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 a something that must be done very carefully from the point of view of research, understanding firstly that if you are starting a private school in the area of Nongoma, uh, where I come from as an example, a rural town, you, you want to understand firstly if there is a need for a private school and as you do your feasibility study you look at the 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 sort of affordability because feasibility study essentially looks at things like those affordability and all of those types of elements which should be able to tell you at what level must you teach your school and because you you will have your lower income type school yet being private You'll have your middle in time type school and being private still, and you'll have your high end type uh, private school that is private. So, in other words, all of those should become elements that helps you to then say, I'm going to pitch in my vision in this particular environment and start a private school that is going to be number one, supported by parents uh, because they have to bring their kids, and number two, be able to offer the quality of education that. Is, is is needed and uh, that I feel there is a gap to be able to, 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 to be seized. So that's essentially those are the steps that uh, uh, you need to take uh, when you are starting your own private school. In terms of qualifications of the school owner, what sort of qualifications should they have? Uh, really, um, I, if, uh, I, there's no qualification. It's an entrepreneurial venture, Emmanuel, um, as you're saying. Mm. If, if I'm an, an entrepreneur, I, I don't necessarily need to be uh, understanding the mind, for instance, to start the, the mind. So I think it works the same when you are doing the school, uh, starting your school venture, so to speak. Um, it, it, it's just that uh, appetite for you as an entrepreneur to say, 
why do I want to do this? It's, it's, it, you must have love for it. Because I think dealing with people and people generally and any business at that, you need to be able to love what you're doing and you want to impact impact the, 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 the sort of society positively and be able to bring what, what is unique, which perhaps you're not seeing happening in, in the area of that uh, uh, schooling environment where you're coming from. Hey, teamers, it's uh, 20 minutes uh, to 11. Our guest is Gugule uh, Tujitlaba of Amanzom Noto, talking about uh, starting your own private school venture. If you've had the ambitions and uh, you were asking yourself, how can you get it done? Well, this is the conversation for you. Ask your questions on 011-714-2006 or alternatively WhatsApp 0614104107. SMSs go to 41391. Let's go to a voice note. Uh, good evening, Hospitalia. I really like what your guest is talking about, but the problem here in South Africa, our politics are so much in our locations, in the curriculum, etc. So, how do you register a private school? Simple as that. How do you register? Because they will just keep on saying we are applying, you are applying because even to have a taxi permit it's take a thousand years here in South Africa. Ish, I really like that, but ish, plus these private schools are killing us. But what are you gonna do? <laughs> All right. Uh, uh Google. <laughs> The question is simple. How do you register? Because there's always a red tape, according to what the A-teamers voice note says. Yes, um, you register with the Department of Education, Manduli, um, at, at whatever level of the province you're coming from, um, to be able to start your own private school. The good thing about it is once you've registered, uh, even before you are uh, accredited or admitted fully, so to speak, it doesn't stop you from now... Uh, enrolling the kids and starting the education, so to speak. It's a, it's a question of you just have to get registered with the Department of Education at the provincial level, and I'm sure by that time you'll have all your ducks in the row, and as well as you register with Uman Lucy, which is, a, which is part of the Department of Education that really governs and oversees these uh, whole uh, processes of registering with uh, private schools. There's another... Uh, with the schools, basically. There's another uh, element where you've got to register with the independent schools of Southern Africa, uh, again, which is called SASA, which helps uh, in terms of uh, monitoring and assisting with all of those nitty-gritties in, in sort of like running your own private school. All right, so it's, it's basically about three different registrations that need to be done. Um, do these cost money up front? Of course, there's a bit of money that uh, that you have to, uh, you know, not not much though, but just registering, you know, mm-hmm. to 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 start your, your your own school. There's a bit of money that's not much. Can't remember how much is it, but it's not a lot of money. So, for for those who are saying, okay, I'm interested, I want to start a, a private school, should they run it the way we run any other business, with a business plan, um, knowing exactly what the vision for the school is going to be, um, or should they just say, look, I saw what happens in my old high school or primary school, let me go with that. I think, uh, Manduli, what you're saying is very, very important. The the it's, it's always a question when entrepreneurs uh, uh, discuss and say, do you need a business plan to start a business? The business plan is always in your mind, but you've got to derive it onto the paper yeah. and, 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 and put down that vision so that 
everyone who reads it will know it and run with it, will understand what exactly is being uh, uh, sort of pursued here, what mm. needs to be achieved. Definitely, mm. you need to have that business plan. And that's why I started first with the feasibility, because you can't pitch up uh, 120,000 annum school in the area where you know uh, there is not going to be affordability for it. Um, especially if you are targeting uh, kids in the township or in a rural area uh, where you know maybe the, the, the sort of income levels of, of, of parents, they may not be able to sustain your vision. So business plan guided by feasibility study becomes very crucial. All right, uh, let's go to another voice note here. Hi, SAFM. Uh, my name is Paramane from KZN. I love your topic. But the red tape about registering the private school is with Umalusi. The things that they require from an individual registering the private school, uh, it's not fair because they don't want the same thing in the public schools. So I think it's good for people who can afford and who have capital. But for someone who wants to start a business, it's a no-go zone. Thank you. Wow, it sounds like that ATM is speaking from pure experience. Um, if if someone is a part of Amantla Omnato um, yeah. um, and they want to start a private school venture, like this uh, ATM who's experienced red tape with one of the organizations um, that needs to register with them, how do you help them along with the process? Because he, he cites the red tape, he cites um, the cost as well. Uh, yeah, they, 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 I've got a solution for your A-team at the end, there are mentors that we have assembled who are going to help people like him uh, to be able to overcome those things and even give them information, quality information that will help them. There is, for instance, Unsanta Kambule, who is our mentor within the whole stable. Unsanta has over 10 uh, private schools, one of our shining examples in, in, in our space, so to speak. Uh, on the 18th of this month, um, I will be hosting as a month I'm not, Unsanta Kambule, no Mr. Sizu and Hassan, and I'm sure you know both of them. Uh, they both own uh, private schools. And uh, we'll be taking through the people through the intricacies of how to really own your own private school. It's going to be in Durban, we'll try and announce it on all our socials, but this is uh, exactly the reason why I want to pursue this because people like our ATM here, who's just called, um, it's very important that they understand that it's possible you can do this thing. Mm, it is possible and there is help yeah. available. So ATM yeah. who sent the message sounding a bit discouraged, well, you will get the numbers at the end of uh, the show or the contact details for Amantla Omnato. So the, this sort of venture, I mean, how long does it take for you to break even and start making money? But, but, but breaking even, I think when, when people, like any other business, um, again, depending at which level you, you're pitching, um, because you could find that um, there is an existing infrastructure that you've taken over, uh, and therefore uh, you, you, you start you know, uh, making, realizing profits quite sooner, or you are building from scratch. So if you are outlaying a huge capital of uh, 20, 30, 40, 100 million rent, definitely we'll have different... Uh, a milestone as to by when can you start breaking even it differs really mentally there's no really one size fits all here because it's a it's a it's a whole range of um you know activity that is involved 
uh, depending at what level are you coming in. But but generally, it's a profitable venture. Um, it's not a, a within a space of two years. I I understand uh, you can start kind of making some uh, break even uh, in this uh, environment. But again, it really depends. It's a very wide uh, answer that uh, one can give. All right. So you can start from anywhere. I know the homeschooling ventures um, have really taken off. There's quite a lot of uh, people who are um, sending children to homeschools because they are homeschools. Are are these what maybe you were alluding to, to say while you're still in the process, you can still, um, of registering and getting all your ducks in a row, you can actually still be running your school as a homeschool venture? Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what I mean. As a, you, you can start uh, homeschooling, and uh, again, there you've got to register. Uh, um, and as as we'll be guiding people as to how to register, everything obviously has to be done according to the laws of the land uh, in terms of uh, educating kids. So the homeschooling venture is one very popular one, uh, Mandul. It's a good venture to go into. Yeah. Um, yeah. In ter- can you please just take us through uh, the things that one needs to uh, understand and know before they say, yes, this is a venture for me? Yeah, I, I think things that people need to, to understand and know that, uh, look, I, I want to get into this. Uh, firstly, is, is there need for that, uh, uh, you know, venture that you want to start in your environment, Right. Um, you, you know, we, we see by the results that we, we get, especially from the public school uh, schools, uh, school system, where really uh, there the, the, the is a gap, and you can see that um, we need some alternative uh, in terms of ensuring that our kids get the quality education that is needed. Uh, I'm saying that being very, very careful, because I know it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a responsibility for all of us as South Africans, uh, to support uh, the government initiatives, but at the same time to bring in new solutions to our own environment. So you, you, you definitely need to know why. Uh, there must be that big why in you wanting to get into this space. And then do the research. It's very important that you do the research so you know how to pitch uh, your school. What, what is that is your unique selling proposition or USP what are you offering which you feel is not being offered? It could be the issue of safety. It could be the issue of, like I said, the curriculum is the same, by the way, for both private and public schools. But the delivery mm. and the exposure of the teachers that you are going to hire. You know, if you're hiring someone who's been domesticated, uh, like me in Wazipet, my area, who's never, with due respect, had much exposure and then you hire a man to do who's been all over us, who knows how uh, the world works. That alone becomes the uh, differentiator, so to speak, because you you have somebody who's m- more versed with issues of life, educational and otherwise globally, for instance, and someone who's in more, more of a researcher as well, who goes dives deep. Uh, because we know, uh, man that there's a lot of ill-discipline that we have seen even on socials when it comes to uh, some kids in, in, in schools, and uh, it's been difficult these days, you know, uh, at times you, you, to, to, to sort of like guide kids because they will do all sorts of things. But if there's going to be discipline in your school, maybe you, you feature that as part of your key values and, and, and the exposure and, um, and, and all of those things which have to do maybe with the facilities that you provide, uh, computers and all sorts of things. That is the, the main reason why 
you really now offer that as, as a USP, unique selling proposition to you starting a school and many other uh, examples, uh, uh, Manduli. So have that unique uh, selling uh, proposition, have uh, that strategy, have that business plan, but also have uh, people who have walked this uh, journey before. And obviously, if you're an entrepreneur, it's not necessarily that you'll do everything within your school. You might have to hire educators who are going to take up the baton um, and, and, and be those sort of educators. How do you identify the culture of your school and then also try to pair up with the culture that, you know, you, or the, the, the educators that you are bringing into your school to make sure that this culture is upheld, especially if you're a person who's never ran a school before? I think it's it's very important to set the tone from the word go. Um, again, based on the paper that you would have put uh, in terms of that business plan um, and and putting down the vision, the mission, and the values of that uh, of that uh, venture that you want to do, which is the school. Um, it, it becomes important that you now when you're hiring, definitely you've got to hire people to help you. Obviously, deliver on these objectives that you have ideally in your mind. Uh, it, it becomes important that you hire people that will fit in with those particular values. Of course, that, that's a human resource aspect of interviewing people and getting to understand uh, do they really fit in uh, with this value that you want to create uh, or not. Uh, so that becomes very important because that those are people who are going to uh, sort of like sustain that type of a culture that you want to create in that in that school hard-working people as well and committed people uh, and people who are not just doing this for the sake of of money or I'm working uh, but people are really going to be there and dedicated to, to education I mean you know this Manduli from our, our own schools when we we're growing up you you can almost think about teachers that were so dedicated who will be there even after school mm-hmm. you know taking you through uh, and teaching you you could see that even today you still remember some of those teachers. That's a kind of a, a system that you need to sort of inculcate into your school. And obviously um, have a plan to pay your teachers well <laughs> because <laughs> they are the driving force of this particular school. Um, Google, it's, it's always said that if you don't tell them, you will never sell, right? Yes. So yes. how do schools advertise themselves effectively? Yeah, schools, schools, they ought to obviously advertise themselves and, um, and make sure that, uh, you know, they are known. Remember, in, in South Africa, Manduli, we, we, we have got uh, 12 million learners. Uh, I think about 5.8%, over 700,000 of these are in the private school environment. Um, we, we still sort of fare very low if you compare us to other uh, countries um, who are our our size and our our sort of like growth levels, there's there's a gap, a huge huge gap. So the demand for private schooling is out there. Um, we've had some due to our demographic uh, uh, and and sort of like heated debates at times in in in, in pla- certain places in our country where uh, you know we're trying to push our schools to I mean the kids to certain schools and we are told that they build your own schools. Uh, because of the racial uh, tensions that sometimes we experience in our country, shows that there is a huge opportunity. You tell it, obviously, advertise, talk to your um, to, to to the people in the place where you want to put up the school. But you will never go wrong 
in starting a private school because the demand is very huge. I mean, people are born every day and kids uh, are so many in South Africa. Mm-hmm. So how do we get in touch with Amanda Omnoto to find out when this uh, uh, seminar is going to be around the private school ventures and also find out other um, you know, ventures that you're helping entrepreneurs with? Indeed, as we said last week, we've dubbed this year and next as the year of entrepreneurship. We're pushing aggressively entrepreneurial ventures of many sorts. Uh, people can get hold of us, firstly, via our website, just uh, to know it. It's www.amandaomnoto.co.za, as well as we are on Facebook, which is normally our popular uh, page, Amanda Omnoto, where people can go and like it. Uh, on the 18th of February, in Durban, in the venue that to be announced, we'll be hosting uh, Mr. Nkantla the former first friend uh, CEO, discussing and assisting in this workshop people who want to start their own private ventures uh, in terms of schools. Uh, the, the number to WhatsApp is 0822 Tomorrow, uh, by the end of the day, we should be knowing the venue where we're going to be and all the details that are associated with it. Mandul. Google, please just repeat the number again. We lost you towards the end of you saying the number. The number is 0822-5217. It's our WhatsApp number where we can answer people and give them the details of this and many other ventures that we talk about on Amanda Omnoto. Thank you very much, Kukutlava, for always being so graceful and sharing this wealth of information with us. Mpemba, thank you so much to you and your listeners.